One of the things that we decided right off the bat when we started this podcast was we would not let just anybody sponsor us. To get on here and be a sponsor, you have to share the same values and you have to have the same heart uh, as we do. And you have to be providing something that's very important to us. And coffee is very important to us. And that's why we've been very happy to have Juniper Mountain Trading Post Coffee as our personal sponsors here on the channel. They're the company that provides all the coffee for the school. It's the coffee that we drink personally at home. And, uh, and we're very, very happy. They're a family owned company that does everything themselves and they have the same standards and the same heart that we do. So if you're looking for a, a quality coffee company, uh, go to junipermountaincoffee.com. And when you check out, make sure that you plug in and type in dry Creek, all one word for a 10% discount. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Good to be on here talking to you guys again. I'm back here on the ranch and I'm out in the tax shed. And it's getting up kind of late in the evening. It's actually, well, I guess it's a little after 8 o'clock in the evening here. Um, we've uh, had several, uh, we've had just unseasonable amount of rain last several weeks, but today was a beautiful day probably the warmest day of the year i think it got up to i think somebody said 88 and it was clear and it was sunny but uh this evening the house the house sits in the middle of a narrow valley kind of up on a hill and you can stand up here at the house and look back down the valley and uh, you can see down the valley for probably before the road turns and goes back, I don't know, a mile or two. Uh, but you can see the opening of the valley down there about four mile away. And usually the storms that we get, often they come from that direction. And so we were sitting out here. I was making a, I made a YouTube uh, video this evening and mama came out here was sitting with me and we were drinking coffee and having a cigar and and the wind picked up and the temperature dropped. And so we left the tack room and went out there and sat on the swing in the yard and was watching that storm down on the end of the valley. And, uh, and it was beautiful. Mama loves watching storms roll in. Uh, it was, it, it was just beautiful and impressive. But then the wind just all of a sudden hit really hard and, uh, and it started sprinkling rain a little bit. So we got up and came in the tax shed and for some shelter. And then it petered out. We never did, never did get anything. Um, and you know, I, I was, I was thinking about storms. It's, it's funny about storms. Um, there's only one constant about a storm. Uh, and that constant is you can't do anything about it. You can't stop it. You can't slow it down. Uh, you can, uh, if you're a believer, I mean, you can, you can pray and ask that if God could do something about it for it comes in, destroy something, but it, you can ask somebody else to do something who has more power than you, but you can't do anything about it. Uh, there's nothing you can do about a storm. Uh, we do most of our riding here. We go about six miles up quite a bit higher elevation up on top. 
and uh, we got caught in a couple of storms up there. And we got to be really careful because uh, these storms have a lot of lightning. And they had uh, out riding the other day and a storm came up really fast. And the rain is one thing, but when the lightning starts flashing, we we pack it up and get get back down as quick as we can. Uh, somebody told me east of here just a little ways, a week or so ago, there was a fellow riding horseback out there and got struck by lightning and uh, he and his horse both lost their life. Um, and so, you know, we've got hit by storms up there and we, we, we pack it in and get down off that mountain as quick as we can. Um, but you know, there's storms and the storms in life are, are a lot like the storms that we have out here. And, you know, there's wherever you live, there's storms. Uh, I mean, there's real storms. It doesn't matter if you live on the East Coast or the West Coast or North or South. Uh, there's, uh, there's inclement weather. Now, maybe that storm may take the, take the um, form of a blizzard uh, in the wintertime, or it might be a thunderstorm, or it might be a windstorm, or it might be a tornado. Uh, or a dust storm in the desert, uh, might be a lot of lightning, might be a lot of thunder, a lot of wind, might just be heavy rain. But the one constant is there's nothing that you can do to stop the storm. And so you, you can, you can uh, determine how you're going to approach the storm and how you're going to uh, deal with it. And a lot of times how we deal with the storm will determine how we get through the storm. And it's funny how, you know, two different people can face the same storm and come out the other side of that storm in, uh, in two different conditions, two different situations. But, uh, so like this storm today, we, uh, mom and I said, the first thing we did, we watched it. Uh, we watched it come in. And you know, there's things, this may sound kind of off or, or even perverse to some of you listening, but you know, we, we have some horrific storms coming in, in, in this country, in our society, in our culture. Uh, we have a huge financial storm coming. It's there's there's just no way to deny it. It's coming. Uh, there's cultural storms that have been brewing on the horizon for a long time. Um, and, and you know, and and in your personal life, there's storms. Um, maybe there's a storm in your marriage, or a storm at work, or a storm in, internally inside of you. Um, but there's storms, and we could try to take and put all of our energy and all of our focus in stopping the storm. But you're not going to stop it. All right, you're not going to stop the storm. So what do you do? Well, I, like I'm looking at this stuff coming and you take precautions. Uh, what, what precautions you take? Well, like this financial storm coming, um, I, you know, you take precautions and, and you don't just put all your eggs in one basket and you don't fully trust the banks and you don't fully trust cash and you surely don't fully trust buying, uh, you know, just all this Bitcoins and gold. I mean, you know, you do what you need to do. 
Um, but you get out of debt, you know, and, and you, you have some logic and reason about your existence. And, uh, um, and I'm, I hate to see the devastation that's going to happen. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want anybody to go through, uh, what is quite possibly you know, going to take place, what they're going to go through. But at the same time, I'm watching it come and I'm like, this is a, you know, this is going to be the biggest storm of this type in our lifetime. And so you might as well enjoy the show and you can enjoy the show, not enjoy. I, I, I don't think my words are, are as clear what I mean. It's it, but I, uh, well, I remember Y2K. You remember Y2K? Um, Everybody said it's going to be horrendous. It's going to be this, and people were freaking out. People were panicking. Uh, people were just wringing their hands. Bunch of little henny pennies running around, saying the sky is falling. And uh, I, uh, we didn't have any debt. Had no credit cards. Had no car payment. Had none of that stuff. So you know, if the financial institutions got upside down or the computers just went blank or whatever, uh, I went down. And I bought that we were in Kansas, and of course it was wintertime. And so I bought one of those little uh one of those kerosene furnaces. I said, Well, if if the electric company turns the heat off for a couple of days because their computer goes haywire, we're not gonna freeze. So I bought that and five gallons of kerosene and, and I bought a I don't know, twenty bucks worth of groceries. I don't know, a bag of potatoes and some bread and a gallon of milk, something like that. And, uh, and so we just filled my truck up with fuel and we just sat down and I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy the show. Uh, I'd love to see smoke coming out of all these computers. And I, like I said, I don't want to see anybody, you know, go through a, a destitute time, but you know, when in the world are you ever going to have another Y2K meltdown? And so I just sat back and enjoyed the show. And, 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 you know, there wasn't the storm petered out like this one tonight. It, it didn't, it didn't amount to anything. Uh, and it didn't affect me either way. If it had gone worse, I was sheltered and I was standing at the window watching the show. Uh, and if it didn't happen, which it didn't, I was not affected either because I wasn't panicking and freaking out about, about something that I had no control over that I, I couldn't stop it, uh, couldn't stop it if I wanted to. And, uh, and you, you know, it comes down a lot to a state of mind, uh, how you view things and how you look at things, how you, not only how you view the storm, but how you view yourself. Um, and uh, we get a lot of agitation in our life when we view ourselves to be more effective and more powerful than we actually are. Uh, and then everything crumbles around us because we placed our confidence in ourself, in our smarts, uh, our toughness, our whatever. And, and then when that big storm hits, we get hit by a big old bolt of lightning and, and we're devastated. But you know, you can do, you can do like we watch the storm. We watch the storm coming up the valley. And then when it got to be 
close and it got to be a little rough, we took shelter. And, uh, and we just sat here and watched it, had a cigar, watched it coming in. We were dry. We had a building. We'd gone around and collected. Because up here, when the wind comes through, man, it, it'll take the... Uh, It'll take our lawn chairs and, and we've got one of these fire pits that we bought from uh from the ranch supply place in town. It'll blow that plumb off into the neighbor's yard. So we collected up what we could collect, put it in the garage, closed the doors and the windows, did what we could do, and just calmly watch a storm come in. And he said, Dwayne, what would you have done if it had been a very, very devastating, serious storm that had you know, wrecked your house and wrecked your shop. We would have hunkered down till the storm went through and then we would have emerged and rebuilt. I mean, what else are you going to do? But what we would not have done was panicked and run around wringing our hands, shaking our fist at the sky and saying, come on, do you, you know, sometimes we, we, you know, and I don't make a lot of references or illustrate a lot with movies, but you remember in Forrest Gump when Captain Dan was up on the on the uh, mast of a ship up there uh, yelling at the storm? And uh, that was just desperation. And he just didn't, he just, but he didn't change the storm. But he uh, he approached it with the same energy that it came in. It's like, hey, you know, we'll take it on. I ain't scared. And sometimes you, you you just need to adjust your view of the storm and your approach to the storm because you can't adjust the storm. You're not going to adjust it by voting. Now, I, I believe in elections and I believe in voting uh, and I'm going to vote in this next presidential election. Um, and... Uh, I already know who I'm going to vote for, but I'm not going to get on here and go through all that because I, I do not let this channel descend into that. Uh, but I, I don't expect anybody on any ticket from any side to be able to stop this storm. Um, so I don't, I don't put my faith in that. Uh, and like I said, there's nothing I can do. There's, there's storms. You see storms in life. You see storms. Uh, in relationships and uh, and a lot of times all you can do is is just sit back and say man I'm going to watch this wreck because I'll never see another one like it in my life and uh, and then shelter you know just shelter you said what kind of shelter well, I, what kind of storm where are you at you know I told this story in a video several long time ago uh, but I was uh, riding in Idaho, we were in the Frank Church River of No Return Wilderness. We were a three-day horseback ride from town. And uh, me and these two guys that were young, I was really young. I don't know, I was like 26. And these two guys were 18, 19, something like that. And so we went up, we left the base camp, we went up on top of a mountain uh, to a to a spike camp, a hunting camp, just to cut firewood um, and to get that camp ready for the hunters when winter came, this was still in the summer. And so we're up there and uh, we spent the day cross cut saws and uh, cutting firewood and it come up 
it started getting kind of late and there was a big storm I saw coming up the mountain, coming up over the mountain behind us. And I said, boys, we need to get down off this mountain and get back to camp. This is going to get, this is going to get kind of, kind of ugly. And they said, no, there's a, there's a trail that goes on up and we've been wanting to see where that trail goes. So we're, we're going to follow that trail. And I said, I don't, I don't think you ought to do that. I think we need to get down off this mountain. They said, no, we're going to follow the trail. I said, okay, well, I'm going back to camp. It's my turn to cook supper tonight. So I'm making biscuits and y'all come in whenever you can. Well, I headed down off that mountain and I was, I was uh, riding a Mustang and I don't remember what his name was, but he was just a really good, calm, solid gelding, just a good horse. He was kind of the top, top horse there, uh, of the camp. And, uh, I came down off and I came on a mountainside and it was, it was open and the trail was zigzagging down cause it was so steep. And right out in the middle of that mountainside going down on that trail was one great big spruce tree. Well, by the time I got to that tree, that storm hit. And so I stepped down off my horse and I stepped on the leeward side of that tree and I reached out and I pulled my horse's head into my chest and I wrapped my slicker around his head. And then I just tucked my head down and, uh, and we were so high up on that mountain that we were right up in that, right up in that storm. And that storm blew on through and, and it, it was quick. It didn't, it didn't last long. It went on through and uh, I let my horse's head out of the slicker and petted him. Man, he did really good. And, I stepped out from behind that tree and I, I heard thunder coming from the direction that the storm had just passed through. And so I was up on this mountainside and it was so steep down. And at the bottom down there was the Frank Church River of No Return, the river itself. And you cross the river and the mountain on the other side went right straight back up. And, uh, and I watched another thunderstorm coming following it was down below the top level of these two mountains and but it, and it was following the river it wasn't high enough to get over the top and go someplace else so it was following the river and so i stood there on that mountainside with a good horse and i watched that thunderstorm with rain and thunder and lightning and everything pass below me i watched as it went by below me following that river now, there was nothing I could do about the storm that I wound up in. And there was nothing I could do about the storm that passed below me. But I took shelter from the one storm. And I enjoyed the awesome beauty of the other storm. Uh, was the one storm kind of frightening? It, 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 was, it was a little nerve-wracking up in there. Did I get wet? Yeah, a little bit. Did I get a little chilly from being wet? Yeah, a little bit. Did I survive the storm? Yes, I did. How did I survive the storm? As best I could. I found the shelter that I could find, and I got in behind that shelter, and I stayed there until the storm passed. And another storm came through, and I stood there and watched the beauty of that storm, and I wasn't afraid of that storm because of the one that I just went through, that did not cause me to fear the other one. And so I was able to stand out on that mountainside and see a sight that very, very few people ever get to see. 
There are things that come through in life that are awesome and they're powerful and they are terrible and they're out of our control. Some of them we can shelter from. Some of them we can stand and enjoy the power and the beauty of them as they pass. Now your shelter, I don't know what your shelter is. I don't know what your shelter is from whatever storm you got coming through life. But some shelters are not sheltered at all. All right. Booze is not a shelter from a storm. That's a false shelter. All right. That's, that's standing up on a mountaintop and, uh, with a, with a metal pole in your hand, uh, holding your hand over your head. It's, it's not a shelter. We take shelter, but sometimes the shelter that we take is not, it's not shelter at all. It's false. Um, uh, hooking up and chasing single scene in the bars and stuff. That's not a shelter from the storm of, of a bad relationship or the storm of loneliness or the storm of self-loathing. Uh, these storms that come through and we try to take shelter, but we, that's not shelter. That's, that's not, uh, that doesn't, that doesn't help. You need to find a good shelter from your storm, a shelter that's on a good foundation and a shelter that's strong. That tree that I stepped in behind, that tree was, was, uh, so big that I, I couldn't re I could probably reach around it halfway with both arms on each side. So its roots were deep and it had a strong foundation and it had been standing in the storms and weathering the storms and standing the test of time for many, many, many years. And so I didn't foolishly say, I don't need a shelter. I'm just going to keep going down this hill. That hill was steep and those trails were narrow and they were muddy and that wind was strong. So if I had been arrogant and stupid and ignored the storm and did not take shelter, I could have come off that mountain in a whole lot worse manner than I did. Um, I didn't find a little bush that had pretty flowers on it and lay down behind that little scrubby bush with pretty flowers on it and say, this will shelter me because it's pretty. I found a big, tough, old, sturdy tree and I stepped in behind that tree until the storm passed. And then I enjoyed the beauty of the next one that came through. What's your attitude towards it? What's your outlook on the trials and tribulations that you're going through in life? And what is your shelter? What are you sheltering behind? Or are you just going on your happy, merry way and uh, saying, I'm tough. I don't need a shelter. Uh, I'll just go through this and I'll just deal with it. And whatever happens, I'll come out looking really tough on the other side. That's how people get destroyed. That's how people get destroyed. That's how people get financially bankrupt and destroyed. That's how people destroy their marriage. That's how people lose their families. That's how people lose themselves. That's how people get depressed. That's how people get suicidal. That's how people become alcoholics or drug addicts um, or, you know, 
whatever it is. Uh, there's always going to be storms, and you can't stop the storm. Now, I've ridden on horseback. I've been out, and I've seen a storm coming up, and I've outridden the storm. Sometimes you can do that. Sometimes you see a storm coming, and there's nothing you can do to stop the storm, but you can leave the area that the storm is in. You can outrun that storm. Can't always do that, but sometimes you can. Um, and so you have to get to the place in your life where you can look at things coming and you can say, there's a storm coming. Now, what do I need to do about it? And sometimes you need to shelter. Sometimes you need to leave it. And sometimes you just need to stand there and enjoy the awesome beauty of it. Because sometimes the storm's not as bad as it looks. Sometimes it just turns out to be a, a long, heavy, soaking rain uh, that your yard probably needed anyhow. Um, your garden might need the rain from that storm. And not only that, but, you know, my dad used to say, um, of course, if you've been on here for a long time, you know my dad was a, my dad was a preacher. And he said, uh, he said, any old tree needs a storm to come through from time to time to blow the dead branches out. It's the only way they're ever going to get pruned. Uh, and, he, and he says churches need to go through storms from time to time to remove the dead branches that are just sitting there and being a parasite on everything else and just dead and not, no life, not doing anything. Well, sometimes the storm that comes through your life actually has benefits because it blows out some of the dead branches in your life, the things in your life that are, that are taking up space and taking up, uh, food, taking up energy, taking up, uh, taking up things that they're not giving back to. Okay. Um, it's, if you read or watch anything or pay any attention to what's going on in the world, uh, it just seems like we are surrounded. We're just surrounded by troubled times and we're surrounded by storms. But, you know, I saw on the news the other day that they were fixing to have big storms in Tennessee. And, you know, I've got friends in Tennessee and got family in Tennessee and I'm like, well, I hope they're okay. You know, I don't want them to have any trouble. But I did not watch the news about a storm coming through Tennessee or a tornado through Oklahoma and get all worried and bothered and wringing my hands about it because I'm not there. And so when you, when you watch the news and you see about a huge hurricane storm of this thing that, you know, Russia and Ukraine, or I don't know, apparently there's rioting or something going on in France. I don't know. I don't keep up with it. Storms around the world. This thing with China and Taiwan that they're always beating the drum about. All this stuff. People get so agitated about this stuff. Um, <coughs> there's there's guys on, you know, I'm on YouTube a lot watching horse training videos and stuff like that. And, uh, and all this stuff comes across. And so there's all these quote unquote financial gurus who are talking about um, the financial crash that's coming. 
and they all have a different take on it in some way or another. Well, you know what? I'm sheltered from that storm. And the center of that storm is not going to hit where I'm at. And so I'm not wringing my hands and fussing and worrying about it. Um, and so I just want to encourage you today to take stock of how you view the storms that are going on in your life. Um, and because you can't stop the storm. He said, Dwayne, I'm employed at this job. I love my job. I've been at this job for a long time. But now there's new ownership. There's new management. They're talking about cuts and layoffs. Uh, and I think I might, I might lose my job. Well, okay. You can't stop that storm. There's nothing you can do about it. It's going to be a storm come through. And it's going to come through where you're at. And you can't stop it. So what do you do? You take shelter. Uh, hopefully you have built shelter. Like when this storm comes through, we're living in a house that was built in, in 1898. The shelter is built and in place. And so when the storm comes through, we have a place to shelter. So if your finances are in order, you're not in debt, uh, you're not spending more than you're making, and you have a little bit of savings put back, you've got some groceries in the cupboard, you've got a couple of large packs of toilet paper in the basement, um, you can weather that storm a whole lot easier and you don't have to be so nervous and freaked out about it because you built the shelter in advance. Uh, so you can just, you can watch it roll in. You can watch it blow the dead limbs out of the tree and, uh, and you can just get behind your shelter and say, well, there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm not going to get all thoroughly bothered and worried and agitated. Um, if you're a father, if you're a husband, you're not only responsible for the financial well-being of your family, and you're not only responsible for the physical well-being of your family, but they will take their cue from you uh, for their emotional well-being and their fear and their worry and their anxiety about what's going to happen around them. And uh, so if you, if you can stand there and say, man, there's a big old storm coming. The, the clouds are dark. The sky is black back over there. Oh, there's some lightning. I hear thunder coming in. This is going to be a doozy. And just stand there and watch the show. Because there's nothing else you can do. What else are you going to do? Just say, man, this is, this is, this is going to be something. I've never seen nothing like this in my lifetime. And so I'm going to watch the show. And then when the storm gets to where you're at, you've got a shelter bit built or you found a shelter that God built or somebody else built and you climb in behind that shelter and let that storm pass. Let it do what it's going to do. And then when it's gone, you come out from behind that tree and if you need to, you pick up your tools and you rebuild. It all comes down to a state of mind how you view it, and how you approach it, okay? I just, I hope this encourages you a little bit. I hope it gives you a little bit of settled um, in uh, in your life with the things that are going on around. Um, and uh, so I just, I wish you all the best. 
and we'll talk to you guys later.